This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. I'm Damian Bolwa, Managing Editor of the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, how better coronavirus testing is critical to getting our lives back. This week, federal health officials at the CDC tightened their guidance on who should get tested. That prompted shock from Bay Area health experts who said we need more testing, not less. Then on Wednesday, California Governor Gavin Newsom announced a deal with a company to increase the tests being done in the state and try to turn them around in 24 to 48 hours. Here to talk about all of this is health reporter Catherine Ho and Sacramento reporter Alexi Kossif. Guys, thanks for joining me. Great to be here. Thanks, Damien. Likewise. So, Kat, I want to start with you. People have been so frustrated in the public, people we know, about the slow turnaround that often happens on coronavirus tests. And that's sort of what leads to all of this. And first, sort of a basic question, why is doing a lot of tests quickly important? Well, it's really important to know if you've tested positive so that you can stay home and and quarantine yourself so you don't get other people sick. Um, It's also important to know when you test positive to let all your friends and family know that you've tested positive so they can go get tested. Yeah, I mean, my wife had a, a, a test done one week, I think it was on a Friday morning, and then the test results didn't come back. And so we were all just quarantined in, in our house for the next week. When the test results finally came back, they were negative, um, but we were stuck. And, um, you know, um, I think a lot of people have been in that situation, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, a week is a long time. Um, and actually, some people have been waiting a lot longer than that. Uh, we've heard in the last couple months, some people waiting almost three weeks to get the results. And you know, by then it's, it's just incredibly frustrating and almost useless from a, a contact tracing perspective. Yeah. Now, uh, Kat, you, you know that uh, the president of the United States has said that when you test, you create cases, which um, is not in fact true. Um, but then this week, the CDC came out with guidance that sort of speaks to some of the politics around that, I think. Um, what was the CDC guidance on testing? So the CDC a couple of days ago said that if you are someone who has um, come into close contact with someone with the coronavirus, you no longer necessarily need to get tested if you don't have symptoms. So this is considered very problematic by a lot of infectious disease experts because we know now that a lot of people who have this virus never show symptoms. So somewhere around 40% um, never have symptoms. So they're, we call them asymptomatic. And a lot of people are also pre-symptomatic, which means they, don't, they haven't shown symptoms yet, but they have it. And so when you don't test those people, you really run the risk of them spreading it to other people instead of containing it. And, and Kat, did the, uh, did the CDC respond to a lot of the questions that have come out about whether this is political, that this is a way of, of making sure there's less reported positive cases? 
You know, I reached out to the CDC today to ask them about this, um, and I, I did not hear back. Um, and I have not seen this really publicly addressed very much why they made this decision. Um, there are some, um, actually one of our local health officials in Santa Clara County today um, said he believed um, this was a political decision and it came from above the CDC, you know, from the White House. Um, and, you know, we, we've heard President Trump talk uh, before about how if you test less, then there will be fewer cases, um, which is, you know, flawed logic. Indeed. Now, um, Alexei, you were you were um, with the governor today when he did his daily briefing, correct? Um, and book, yes. <laughs> first off, I mean, did 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 Gavin or News did Gavin Newsom have a have a response to the guidance? He did. He said uh, that he didn't agree with it. Period. Full stop. Uh, you know, which is kind of as direct as you can get. And he also said that the state would not be influenced by that change. That we would be going, you know, full steam ahead on, on testing. And in fact, you know, uh, perhaps, you know, coincidentally, but, but appropriately, he announced a deal today that would, uh, uh, if fully implemented in the next few months, more than double the amount of daily testing that the state is doing. Okay, I want to talk about that. Let's take a quick break. First, though, it's fifth and mission. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Welcome back to Fifth and Mission. I'm Damian Bulwa. I'm joined by Alexi Kosef and Catherine Ho. We call her Cat. Thanks again for joining us, guys. Um, Alexi, you were talking about this deal that California has struck with a Massachusetts company to, to speed up testing. Tell us a little more about that. So the deal is with a company called Perkin Elmer, uh, which is a Massachusetts company. Uh, company, as you mentioned, but they've been involved in California for a long time on various different kinds of testing related to particularly um, testing illnesses in newborns and things like that. And this deal um, would set up a new lab in the state, likely somewhere in Southern California by November. And at its full peak, um, add up to 150,000 tests per day uh, processing capacity, um, which the state hopes to get to that by March. And, you know, this is a massive deal. State officials said it could be worth up to $1.7 billion. Um, you know, uh, each test would be about $30, um, which is a lot cheaper than what uh, the current costs are. So they're hoping that this will not only drive up the state's testing capacity, but also drive down costs everywhere and make it cheaper and more efficient to, um, to get more testing done. Because right now, what we really need in order to reopen the state is to know where and when and how much the virus is spreading throughout the different regions. Yeah, and for both you guys, I mean, 
what are the scenarios that that we see um you know rapid testing really helping in right i mean uh, you know, forgive me, but I, I've seen it in the, the sports world. We've talked a lot about it where it seems like these athletes can get a very quick turnaround. And um, as as many problems as the sports leagues have had, there has been at least some ability, it seems, to to quarantine people with those positive tests very quickly and perhaps only miss a couple days, get those other people in contact with, notwithstanding what the White House has said, but get those other people that they've been in contact with quarantine as well. What are some of the scenarios that the experts and the governor is talking about uh, in, in deploying these tests? Well, the governor mentioned specifically, you know, this being important to reopening schools and reopening businesses. And I think nothing is more important to people right now than getting schools reopened. And the state has come up with this very complex plan that would put, you know, students in little cohorts in their classrooms and classrooms in little cohorts within their schools. And they've come up with all of these different kinds of plans of shutting down schools and classrooms and things, depending on people uh, testing positive. So if they can get to this point where they have enough testing capacity to get these results in 24 to 48 hours, which is what the state is hoping this deal can do for them, then they would actually really be able to um, start on that plan to reopen schools, which is going to require catching cases early and, you know, making those small groups of people quarantine while the rest are able to keep going to school. I mean, the other, the other big thing for the state right now is businesses. Restaurants are still shut down for indoor businesses, hair salons and nail salons can't reopen, gyms have to be outside. I mean, that's just not sustainable as we're getting into the fall and things get cold and the rain starts. So they need to figure something out that's better. Yeah, Kat, I mean, I was talking about my wife, but is this a scenario where where for people who might work at a restaurant, uh, work at a school, um, you know, work in an office where if they're waiting several days, then the whole the whole business is waiting as well? Yeah, I think when we talk about um, rapid tests, ideally, you know, these are tests that are, are a little bit different from, from the um, 24 to 48 hour lab wait times. Some of the newer, uh, faster tests that are coming out, um, you can actually do on the spot and don't have to send to the lab. So um, you can run that through a machine and it can get you results within an hour sometimes, depending on the test. So uh, I think those tests would be very useful in schools, um, nursing homes, you know, places where you're really worried that the spread could happen very quickly, um, and also places where you need to do frequent testing. You know, it's not like really a one and done kind of thing, because if people are going to be coming back every day into that setting and, you know, hundreds and thousands of people coming in and out of classrooms and whatnot, it, it, it's something that needs to be done where you can get results back quickly, but it also needs to be done um, in some cases, maybe even on a daily basis. And I think a lot of people wonder, why why are we only getting to this point now? Why aren't we already at this point with testing? Well, I mean, testing is, has really been a, a colossal failure from a national level. I think most people would agree with that. Um, the U.S. as a whole has really struggled to get testing together. Um, meanwhile, you know, a lot of other countries were able to get fast testing done back in the spring, um, you know, like South Korea, for example, um, and some of the other Asian countries were just really on it. And, and the U.S. struggled for a lot of reasons. 
Um, and I think now that we're several months into this, uh, you know, some of this is finally starting to get ironed out. Um, wait times, at least from the people I've spoken to, have improved the last few weeks. Um, you know, the, the two to three week wait times are now down to, you know, four to five days, somewhere in that, in that range, which is better, but it's still not great. You know, I mean, ideally, you should be able to know within 24 hours, maybe 48 hours the most. Yeah. And in other countries that those shorter wait times and those tests, they're not only key to, um, to stopping infections, but also to, to kind of getting the economy going, right? Right. I think when you know, when you can do fast testing and get fast results, you know where the virus is, you know who's sick, you know where hot spots are. Um, and you can feel, I think, a little bit more um, comforted that certain areas may be, you know, quote unquote, safer because they have lower infection rates. Um, and you know wh which areas you might have to be a little bit more concerned about because they have much higher infection rates. Before I let you go, can you give us kind of an overall picture of the Bay Area? We've been um, sort of back in, in somewhat of a lockdown for several weeks now after trying to reopen. How are we doing? Well, I would say there's some good news and some bad news. Um, I think overall the Bay Area as a whole uh, is starting to plateau in terms of new cases, um, which is good-ish news. Uh, the bad news is it, it's still a lot of, lot of cases, um, and we still are getting new deaths reported every day as well. Um, some counties have actually started to decline, which is good. Um, Marin, the Marin County Health Official Health Officer spoke about that earlier this week, and um, they feel pretty confident that uh, they've flattened the curve there. Um, Solano County, I think, is also seeing some cases decline, which is also good. Um, Sonoma County, not as much. I just spoke to their public health officer today about that, um, and they're still seeing some pretty high rates. So it's a little bit across the board, but as a whole, I think um, I think we're starting to get a hold of it again, and that you know summer surge uh, is starting to slow down in in a lot of places um, statewide as well. I think we're seeing the numbers uh, we're getting control of the numbers a little bit probably also worth mentioning that there's a couple of Bay Area counties, including Napa, that have recently come off the state monitoring list for heightened spread of the virus, which means that as soon as this week, they could start reopening some of the businesses that have been shut down. The state is planning to put out those guidelines on Friday. So some, some areas of the Bay Area will start to be able to reopen um, sectors soon. All right. Well, I got an outdoor haircut last week, and so I'm I'm okay for now. I know Alameda County is going to allow some some barbers to do out, outdoor stuff. I think Friday, so you can look forward to that. Thanks so much for joining me, uh, Alexi and Kat, um, and thanks for your work. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks to my guests today, reporters Kat Ho and Alexi Kosseff to Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and thank you for listening.